there. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, productivity and mindset coach and all-around soul nudger for women in business. In this podcast, I not only talk about the process of inner transformational work, but share ways to maneuver through to reconnect to a deeper sense of your worth, your brilliance, and your agency, especially if you're in your second stage of life. What I know to be true is that women in business can be both fierce and soft, while wholly being themselves, and still find room to be more bold in their thinking, more badass in their doing, and especially more brave in their being. Let's do this, shall we? Hey, 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 y'all. Oh my goodness, I got to take this jacket off. I'm hot in this room. Before I begin today's episode, I want to invite you to a play date with me. Well, no, I shouldn't call it a play date because it's not a play date. A couple of months before I started my July sabbatical, a twinkling of an idea for a new program started percolating. Now, it's not something I haven't supported clients with before. I have, just not in this singular fashion. So here goes. I want to bring my knowledge of systems, processes, and workflows to your business to first assess what's already in place and then work with you over the course of a couple of hours to help streamline your back end. Now, whoa, 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 I know what you're thinking. I am not talking about your butt, or as we say in the Bahamas, your boongie. Nope, because that is not what this podcast is about. Now, the back end I'm referring to are the systems that make your business run like a well-oiled machine so that your daily productivity is enhanced and those mundane repeated tasks are not holding you back from the priority client and customer work that needs your attention. So I've opened up my calendar to talk with 10 brilliant and badass women. One, because I wanna fine tune this concept with just a few beta test clients at first, and two, to see if what I'm visualizing as a larger, more accessible program is workable, or should I keep it reserved for just a few VIP clients who need this type of support? Now, for clarity's sake, in this call, I'll be doing an audit of your business systems, and this is especially good for female entrepreneurs who are in the maybe one to two, three range in their business. I am excited, I'm so excited about what this opportunity will bring for you and that there's a new way for me to support you. And I gotta tell you, I'm really jelly because this wasn't available to me when I began my journey, but that's okay. You get the benefit of my experience and I get the benefit of your valuable feedback so I can tailor my support in this area for what women business owners need head to the link in the show notes to book your time with me. Okay, let's get on with this episode. First off, I gotta let you know, I was very purposeful in naming this particular podcast episode because I believe that as women, as female business owners, we are always brave, bold, and badass. We just are in how we show up in our business, or at least, That's the space we want to hold as our foundation, right? So today, I want to talk to you about one thing. You 
as the CEO of your business. And in particular, the many hats both you and I wear as solopreneurs, specifically three CEO roles that all of us take on when we hang our shingle out. Those three key roles are the visionary, the storyteller, and the ops planner. Now in today's episode, I wanna share the larger view of each of these separate roles, what they're about, and why one of them is so very necessary for the other two to play out successfully. Before I get to that, I want to first refresh your memory on one of the reasons it was, it was extremely important for me to start this podcast so that women who also happen to be business owners, that we begin to see and accept that our innate female power already exists within us. And it is up to us to harness that potential, that authority. When I first started my business, this was not something I thought about. My main objective was to create beautiful things that had practical use. In my brain, I couldn't put that much effort into creating with also finding a purpose for these pieces of art that came from my my heart and my hands. And I started my creator's journey designing traditional quilts. Some of you may may have heard this already. And not long after, I shifted into making art quilts and small wall hangings, eventually moving into crafting books and journals by hand. So I was totally creator. I was a creator, a crafter, and I used my hands and I created products. I loved this work. And I kind of regularly sold the pieces I made. I had many satisfied, and repeat customers. And in all of this, business was doing okay, was doing okay. I was happy sitting in my studio playing with my muse, but I had no idea that there was so much more I could do to grow this little business of mine. Now I've heard it said that there are three important things that need to get done in a business. Planning, selling, and executing. Makes sense, right? But even though they are all fundamental to the work we do daily, what I know today, having transitioned from a product-based to a service-based business, um, this kind of model, is that there are three distinct roles the owner, aka the CEO of a business, assumes when they become an entrepreneur. I call these roles, as I said before, the visionary, the storyteller, and the ops planner. Now, just hearing these words, you probably already have an idea of what each is about. But I want to clarify them nonetheless so that both you and I are on the same page. Let's first talk about the visionary. The visionary speaks to your thought leadership. Now, I did some research on what this means in business, and the definitions I found, well, hmm. Thought leadership is broadly defined as the expression of ideas that demonstrate you have an expertise in a particular topic. Yes and no. Well, maybe not no exactly, but I think there's more to it than that, especially for today's entrepreneur. And by the way, when I Google thought leader, mm, 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 the majority listed were men. Did you see my big eye roll there? 
I think, ladies, we still have so much work to do to bring ourselves to the forefront. Anyway, both of those words, thought and leadership, taken separately, don't have as great an impact as the combination of the two that describes the role or job of being the thought leader in your business. You are the driver of the vision. To me, that's the bigger picture. You plan the trajectory and future outlook of the work that takes place. You determine the offerings or products that are created. Your thoughts and the leadership that follows from there are what informs you and gives purpose to your work. This is especially important for when you want to bring on team members to support you because they need to understand and follow through with that vision you hold. Now, one thing to know here, although you can hire people to help you formulate your ideas, that visionary part of it, this really is a single person role. Your vision is what matters and what needs to take precedent in all ideas put forth. The buck stops with you. The visionary process is not only about the vision, but it also includes tracking the progress, mitigating risk, and recognizing when a pivot is necessary and needed to maintain steady growth. The CEO as the visionary is the one who does the big picture thinking and planning. So that's the visionary. The second CEO role is the storyteller. Now the storyteller's role is about communicating, but more importantly, it's about selling the vision. Now this role is really all about sales and marketing. I fully understand that this is a role that can be delegated to a team member, but for those of us who are just starting out, <clears throat> it's all on us, it's all on us. And why do I call this role the storyteller and not the chief marketer or some other label? Because it's about creating a narrative for your audience, prospective clients and customers about what's on offer, enough so that at some point down the line, they feel compelled to hire you or purchase your product. Because at heart, we're all looking for human connection. So it makes sense to tell a story that weaves in relatability and resonance so that people not only are attracted by what you're saying, but lean in to hear more and then act. A storyteller's task is to not only talk about the features and benefits of whatever's being offered, but to put in the work to build a relationship by sharing the why behind the work and personal stories if relevant. Not to mention sharing the mission, the process, and the results gained, all to capture the attention and communicate the vision for the work and inspire a level of desire that makes someone, or many someones, say yes. The purpose of storytelling can be as varied as wanting to provide inspiration or motivation, to bring attention to the latest and greatest thing, to evoke emotion to provide feedback, to solve a need. All of these are really good examples of why storytelling is necessary and vital. It's a vital component of business ownership. Think of all those emails you get, the newsletter from your favorite people, 
that you will never ever unsubscribe from. And then the ones from those you've subscribed to that don't entice you to want to continue to read. That's the difference between storytelling and just marketing, my friend. Besides, it can be boring as heck to listen to someone drone on and on about metrics or bullet point presentations or only hearing buy, 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 right? Nobody wants that. Storytelling is where you invite your people in. And I must say for my first business, this was not something I even had a clue about, but it makes so much more sense to me now to think about my marketing in this way. Like most, I'm sure, I am, I've always equated marketing with the sleazy used car salesman tactics we saw with them shouting at us in a TV commercial. Reframing this role to that of storyteller gets us to think of this role differently in terms of how we can approach the people we choose to be of service to. Okay, so now we come to the last priority role of a CEO. The one I think is possibly overlooked or overshadowed sometimes by the first two. And I call this role the ops planner. To make the vision real in order to yield positive results from the storyteller's work, there needs to be a plan. And that's where the ops planner comes into play. In this role, there are a few key systems to set up so that the ultimate exchange of money for service or product can take place. The ops planner formulates the plan, executes it, and tracks the progress while keeping the back end of the business running smoothly. This means staying on top of all tasks, priority tasks, admin financial tech, consults and sales, and content creating. Not to put too fine a point on it, but this role is where the rubber hits the road. This is where your magic sauce, your Zog, is realized. And by the way, in my world, Zog, Z-O-G, is the acronym I use for Zone of Genius. Unfortunately, though, this is also where, unless there's a formula for execution and processes are put into place, certain tasks and operations fall through the cracks. Having simple yet effective and efficient workflows help to streamline the work to produce successful results and keeps clients satisfied while working with you. And it's the main reason why I decided to take July sabbatical. In next week's episode, I actually will share a really cool update on how things have been going and my thoughts on taking breaks. Because y'all, mm, it's a risky move, I know, to choose not to do the front-facing work or create any content other than this podcast, of course. But another thing I know about the visionary is she can't be afraid to make hard decisions. But let's get back to the ops or operations planner role. Establishing implementable and sustainable business systems is vital to its operation. Know that I'm not necessarily talking about the pieces of software you use, although they are most certainly parts of the engine that fuels your business's caboose. Paying out monthly for a piece of software, but not using it correctly or to your best advantage, defeats the whole purpose of shelling out that cash each month, only to use it every once in a while. 
that's like paying for a two-year gym membership and only going for the first six weeks, yet the money still keeps coming out of your bank account. Ask me how I know that. Hmm. Understanding your rhythm, your flow, the way you operate, what matters to you, all comes into play in what you choose to use and how you use it. As the ops planner, your job is to make sure there's a roadmap that's followed and methods and strategies in use that streamlines all processes and reduces resistance or friction so that all the tasks and plans for business execution can take place seamlessly. Because if your attention is wasted elsewhere and not placed on priority tasks, things start to crumble. Studies have shown that the reason that a significant amount of businesses fail is due to poor planning and or management. And I don't want that for you. So effective productivity, consistent and sustainable workflows, simple processes, all of these contribute to a thriving and profitable business. But if you don't take your ops planner role seriously enough to implement those systems, workflows, and routines that enhance the work you do, your efforts will not pay off in the end. Okay, so let's go back over those key roles of the CEO in your business. You as the visionary. You started your business because you had the vision to pursue an idea. You as the storyteller. You know that effective marketing is key to getting eyes looking at your business so they can buy what you're selling. You as the ops planner. That's you executing the plan seamlessly and effortlessly. At least that's what we're seeing when we look at your business. To stay on track and keep aligned with your goals. Now, early in this episode, I stated that one of these roles is necessary for the other two to play out successfully. I'm sure by now you can guess which one I'm talking about. So I have a question for you. Have you got all your ducks in a row on that last one, the ops planner? And now that I have you thinking about it, could you use some help understanding what your needs are and planning the best systems and processes to get your business operations running seamlessly? so that you're not forever playing catch up because you've no internal biz process in place. That's the concept for this new program I'm working on that I need some beta testers to help me fine tune. So go ahead right now and click the link in the show notes to snag one of only 10 spots available. Only 10 for right now, 10. I cannot wait to get on a Zoom call with you and dive deep. And hit me up in my IG DMs to let me know what you think about these three CEO roles. Agree or disagree? Alrighty then. Till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.